Penn State's still going after a quarterback for the class of 2024. It's pretty late in the cycle. They still don't have one committed. And you got to be thinking, what's the reason behind this? Well, it's actually pretty simple. There's two reasons. Drew Aller and Bo Prabula. You are locked on Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Zach Seiko. I am your host, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Dylan Callaghan Crowley, recruiting analyst for Rivals, Penn State, Michigan State, Minnesota, and Oregon State. I have all that right. I have that all in order, Dylan. Yeah, you got you got all that right. All right, nice. I knocked it out of the park today. Uh, Dylan, it's great to have you back on because Penn State, uh, to this point, doesn't have a quarterback for the class of 2024. I feel like a program, a blue blood like the Nittany Lions, should be able to pick and choose who they want, you know, year in, year out. I know Alabama and Georgia are in a different playing yeah. field, right? But they get to just say, all right, we're going to get this top five quarterback. And the same with Ohio State, right? Just picking up someone like Aaron Nolan uh, not too long ago. But Penn State kind of looking down the rankings and they just, it, it felt like they zeroed in on a guy like Michael Van Buren. Uh, and now they've offered three more different quarterbacks in this class of 2024. Uh, Dylan, before we get into all of that, where can people keep up with your work that you do so well? Yeah, keep up with me uh, primarily on Twitter is obviously a great spot at Rivals Dylan CC, but of course uh, over at Rivals.com uh, for Penn State fans, obviously mm-hmm. at Happy Valley Insider, Penn State.Rivals.com. Yeah, and Locked on Nittany Lines is your go-to podcast for Penn State Rivals. Like Dylan said, visit happyvalleyinsider.com for all of that. And I'm going to be referencing one of your latest articles a lot uh, in this episode, Dylan, because you you profiled some of those quarterbacks that we're going to talk about today. But let's start with this, just the overall picture. Why doesn't Penn State have a quarterback to this point for the class of 2024 recruiting? Yeah, so I mean, at, at this point, it's what May twelfth. You you'd love to have a quarterback committed in your recruiting class by the time this month rolls around in any cycle. Usually, your quarterback is one of the first guys in. Not a lot of time when you have some of these higher ranked guys, they take longer. Yes, but in a lot of instances, you look around and there's a lot of highly rated quarterbacks still off the board at this point. Uh, but yeah, Penn State obviously doesn't have that quarterback commitment yet. Uh, they were after Michael Van Buren. They still are. Um, but as we've uh, talked about before, Oregon was always one of those programs sitting there uh, with Van Buren as well. And uh, I believe last time uh, you may have had Adam on, uh, Adam Friedman arrivals. You may have talked about this. Um, Oregon has made a huge surge in Michael's uh, recruitment. Uh, to the point that a lot of us in the industry were expecting Michael to potentially commit to Oregon last time he was up in Eugene uh, in late April. That that has not happened, which I think is good news for Penn State. It means yep. they still they still have a pretty good, maybe not a pretty good chance, but they still have a chance here to get things going back in their their direction. If they can get him on campus for an official visit, anything's possible. Of course, at the, in the meantime, Oregon also has picked up a commitment from Luke Moga, a four-star quarterback out of Arizona. Um, from what I've been told, Van Buren knew that that was always going to be a possibility. Oregon's been pretty transparent that they're willing to take two quarterbacks this class. Uh, and But Penn State's been transparent as well, I believe, about that. 
when it comes to one and two quarterbacks, I think if Penn State can get that done in this cycle, they would prefer to do so. We'll see if it happens. Um, but they were in a very good spot, obviously, for Van Buren. We were feeling very good about him for months, uh, as we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, but that Oregon surge has just – I wouldn't – blindside is not the word, but it – it really has jumbled up Penn State's quarterback recruitment a little bit. I think they felt like they were in a very good spot for Van Buren. Uh, and I don't think they did anything wrong necessarily. I just think whatever Oregon did to sell Van Buren on his first visit out there in April, um, it obviously worked to perfection for the Ducks. And it's left Penn State in a really tough spot because – you look around, and a lot of those other top quarterbacks out there are already committed. I mean, one of their mm-hmm. top targets in this cycle, arguably, if not the number one overall quarterback target for them, was Florida State uh, commitment uh, Luke Cromenhoek. But and, and Luke was flirting with the Ninny Lions, I guess you could say, for a little bit. Yeah. But he shut down his recruitment fully this spring, and I, I'm sure they're not going to stop trying to get him. I mean, they love him. Uh, a ton, but I, 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 barring an absolute disastrous season down in Tallahassee that you know results in like Mike Norvell's firing, I, I think Luke Cromnoke is going to stay committed to there. So you're in a situation where your one A and one B guy is shut down his recruitment, uh, and the other is after trending towards you for so long is trending towards a, another school. Um, which when that school does get hot on the recruiting trail, it does get in the lead for a recruit is hard to beat for multiple reasons. Yeah. Oregon is kind of the surprising school in all this, because I've looked at just in general, the 2024 and, and starting in 2025 for states that typically Penn state has done so well, Pennsylvania being one, and they still do, right. I'm not saying that they don't do well in Pennsylvania at this point, but also in Maryland, states that they've seen uh, ample success. And Oregon just kind of pops up for these top prospects. It, it, it's really strange to me. <laughs> yeah, it's been this way for a couple cycles now, I think, where Oregon has that ability to – they can recruit nationally. They really can. They have the ability yeah. to kind of pop up wherever they want to land a kid. And they've been doing that in the DMV in the last years. I mean, no longer there, but I'm sure somebody you talked about in the podcast over the offseason – a wide receiver, Dante Thornton. I mean, a kid who was committed to Penn State out of the yep. DMV, uh, and then Oregon pops up and nabs him. And uh, Penn State's hoping that's not the same case here with Van Buren, but it's certainly uh, trending that way, uh, to say the least. And, uh, Dylan, do, does the fact that Penn State's quarterback depth chart is really young, right, does, does yeah. that have any impact here on Michael Van Buren or just any of these, any of the interest from 2024 quarterbacks? Because – Drew Aller is going to be at Penn State for at least two more seasons. And potentially, again, he's got all the eligibility left. So he could, the idea is for Penn State, you know, the storybook is that he plays so well in in these two years as a sophomore, junior. And then he's, you know, first round pick in 20, in what, I guess that would be 2026. And then Bo Prabula takes over for two years. And then what? So Michael Van Buren's left being a backup for three seasons, just hypothetically, right? Yeah, uh, you could put in uh, quarterback X into that situation. Then Jackson Smollick's still there. So is that a yeah. turnoff for a lot of these guys? You know, I, I think it, it, it depends who they are. A guy like Van Buren is a guy who's been highly ranked his whole life, uh, has probably been told by a lot of people, hey, like you can come in and compete day one to be a starter. 
Yeah. Let's be honest. No, if Drew is the quarterback that we all think he is, uh, he is the bona fide starter for the next two years. Um, and if he's here beyond two years, you almost have to wonder, for, sitting where we are right now, if something went wrong. Because if if he lives up to the hype, mm-hmm. there is no doubt he is going to be gone after his junior season. He's, he has number one overall pick potential. Um, now, if, if he wants to return for all three years, I don't think Penn State would say no. Uh, yeah. But if he does up to the hype, I think that's obviously a long shot. So, yeah, you're sitting to, for two years already. Um, so, um, I mean, it, and – you, yeah, you use a red shirt year on one of those, obviously, because uh, you're not going to have a situation like Drew, where Drew played in a ton of games as a true freshman, as a backup. Yeah. Penn State did that because they know his potential, and they know if he lives up to that potential, he's probably not going to be here all four years. Um, so you might as well use him while he got. Um, and he was by far, I think, the best backup they had last year. Um, yeah. That being said, with Van Buren, so, yeah, I think that with Van Buren could be a factor. Uh, off the top of my head, I think Oregon's death chart may be a little bit better in that yeah, situation. Bo, Bo Nix is leaving after yeah, one Bo more Nix season. Bo Nix is leaving. And I forget who's there and who's not there anymore out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, there's not a bona fide guy who started for the next two years for the Ducks. You know that. But yeah. then even after Probila, I mean, that's a kid who I think if Aller wasn't, you know, start in the next two years could could have started these next two years himself. Absolutely. I mean, he is a guy who could, if he transferred after this year, I think he could start at multiple Power Five programs. Yeah, I, I think luckily for Penn State, he grew up such a diehard Penn State fan from Pennsylvania that I don't think that's a major worry for them. I think he may be one of those guys who's willing to wait his turn. So I mean, it's. It's not an easy avenue for the 2024 quarterback to find starting time. So, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be – that's a little bit of a factor here, to say the least. Dylan, in a second, let's talk about some of those names that they did offer. Uh, most recently, Tyler Cherry, but there are some other names that Penn State has shown significant interest in on the Class of 2024 board. But before we do that, let's hear from our sponsor of today's episode, and that is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is right, $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Great promotions every day, safe and secure app, super easy to use, and you get paid instantly. So when you do win, you get those winnings instantly. There's no better bet. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So visit fanduelcom slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is fanduelcom slash locked on FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And once again, thanks so much. Thanks so much for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. Locked On Nittany Lines, your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. You can visit HappyValleyInsider.com. That is HappyValleyInsider.com for everything in the latest with Penn State football, men's basketball, recruiting. That's what we're talking with Dylan today. And kind of, we've already addressed, you know, the overall story about the class of 2024. And I, I do think it, it's not so much about Drew Aller. It's more about Bo Prabula uh, being that wild card. And it, if the plan is Drew starts for two years and then Bo gets the next two years, 
that's that's an overall four-year yeah. plan. And if you're a class of 2024 20, quarterback, okay, so I'm just going to sit in Happy Valley for three to four years. I know there's the transfer portal, yeah. but you, you might want to go somewhere else where you can at least uh, make some headway uh, on the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, there, there are, but Jackson Smollett, right? They were able to recruit a guy like Jackson yeah. Smollett who knew he was going to come in as quarterback three. We don't know what his long-term plan is necessarily given Aller and Prabula. And again, where does yeah. Smollett fit in? Uh, you can only start one quarterback, right? If you have, exactly. if you have two starting, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. That's the saying yep. as it goes. Uh, but, but here we are in the class of 2024 and like I said, there, there's a host of names, at least three that have uh, that have stood out here, and I want to get them all right. Uh, Trevor Jackson's one of them. Yep. Tyler Cherry, that I already said most recently, and then yep. Ethan Grunkmeyer. Just what what do you know about? And let's start with Tyler Cherry because that one was so late. He's been a, a late bloomer up yep. the boards, uh, up rivals, uh, up the uh, other recruiting competitors, and, and someone that has been described as potentially a franchise quarterback if you if you can believe that so somebody this late in the cycle what what is his skill set and does penn state actually have a shot to bring in a someone who's been described as the potential of a franchise quarterback i i can't believe that yeah i mean i i can see where people come from with that i mean you look at him and he's got that prototypical size that you love to see in an nfl quarterback six foot five uh, and by the time, you know, he is done putting on weight, he's going to probably be somewhere between 230, 250 yeah. at, at least. Um, so I can see the size, but, uh, you know, he has a, he has a strong arm uh, from, from what I've seen uh, on tape. It's, it's a pretty impressive arm. He has shown pretty good accuracy, completed 65% of his passes last year for uh, a little under 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, just five interceptions. Not a guy who's going to throw – a ton of interceptions, good decision maker. Um, that accuracy is obviously there, as uh, we noted. I mean, I believe coming out of uh, his senior season, uh, Drew, for comparison, only completed uh, 60, 61% of his passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Cherry is a little bit more accurate coming out, of, at least at this point in his career, than Drew was. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot to like about him from that prototypical – quarterback uh, skill set that he has. And it's not like he's playing bad talent in Indiana. He's playing at the highest level in Indiana and he helped lead his team to a state championship last year. So I I get, I definitely get the, you know, he can be a franchise type quarterback player. There's obviously, I think he has a little bit more development uh, to go and there's going to be things that he has to clean up. Um, But yeah, if you want to talk about ceiling, that that ceiling is probably, I would hate to label a kid that because it's just so much pressure uh, to put on somebody before they're even in college. Uh, but yeah, he has that skill set that would match that that label. Yeah, and all these guys that I named are listed as pro style quarterbacks according to rivals. And then it leaves the other two: Ethan Grunkmeyer and Trevor Jackson. Uh, Grunkmeyer, I, it looks like, doesn't have a rating according to rivals, but Trevor Not Jackson yet. does, and he yeah. is a is a three star. But these are guys again. If you look, if you kind of go across the consensus board, they're guys that are ranked in the top forty, top yeah. thirty. Again, someone like Cherry has yeah. jumped into the top twenty five in some cases here. Uh, but what can you say about Grunkmeyer? And this is someone Grunkmeyer has shown uh, mutual interest, Penn State yeah. and Grunkmeyer, vice versa, for a little bit now. And then there's Trevor Jackson. So what do we know about Grunkmeyer and Jackson that could they potentially join the Nittany sure. Lions? And what do you like about their skill sets? Sure. So uh, I, I will say I have not yet been able to get in contact with Tyler Cherry. So I'm not sure 
about his mutual interest, but I, I'm assuming, um, and, and maybe there's a little naive, but I'm assuming there's at least going to be some mutual interest from the tra- Tyler Cherry side mm-hmm. of things. I mean, it, when a school like Penn State comes knocking, I think it it's good due diligence to you know at least give it a listen, uh, and if he can make it on campus, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Gronkmeyer and Jackson, we do know that there is very much mutual interest in both. Gronkmeyer, okay. uh, we are recording this on Friday the 12th. Uh, Gronkmeyer is on campus today, uh, visiting Penn State for the first time since receiving the offer. He's been on campus before for camps, and he's actually going to be back in uh, town next Sunday, uh, the 21st, for uh, the Elite 11 Regional Camp. Wow. Um, so he's making two visits to uh, the State College area here uh, within two weeks. Today's visit is the big one. We'll see, uh, you know, how he hits it off with staff one-on-one. Um, and we should get a pretty good idea of his recruitment coming out of this visit, I'd say. Um, I would say right now, the three quarterbacks, that's the one, if I would say, if he's going to be one of them that's going to be part of the class, I think it's going to be him. Uh, okay. Just because I, I think, you know, you've got that close proximity, Ohio to Pennsylvania. But he also works with uh, Drew's quarterback, guru, coach, whatever you want to call him, mentor, Brad yeah. Mandelar uh, out in Ohio, uh, who train a fantastic quarterback coach um, who trains a ton of FBS level talent. Yes, he does. Ohio, yeah. at, in Ohio. Um, so he works with Gronkmeyer closely. So, I mean, I don't think that relationship is one that's, you know, it leads to commitments, but it's certainly – uh, can't hurt. Uh, it helps, right? It, yeah, absolutely. It, it helps. Uh, I'm sure Ethan has been talking to Drew here and there about, you know, the Penn State experience, what it's like playing there. And I'm sure Drew's probably told him all, you know, all good things. Uh, so I, I think relationships, proximity, you look at his other offer list, other offers, which let me pull it up here uh, since I don't have it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, notable offers that he holds include Indiana, uh, Minnesota, Northwestern, Virginia. He's a guy who's been blowing up uh, a little bit over the last few weeks where his Power 5 uh, stock has taken a rise. And, I mean, even Clemson was into watching the la- the other week, I believe. Um, hmm. Clemson's a school, though, that if you don't visit, you don't get an offer. So he still has to find time, I believe, to get down to Clemson to visit. But, yeah. I mean, if Clemson is, is at the very least – showing some interest. I mean, I don't think Penn State fans should be concerned about the right. offer sheet here. I think you trust also Mike Yersich's ability to identify talent. I mean, and you brought the pro-style quarterback then. I think that is very much the Mike Yersich template. You look at his career, he's had primarily pro-style quarterbacks who have the ability to make things happen on the ground when needed. But yeah. Penn State does not want to run their quarterbacks like they ran Sean Clifford over his uh, no. you know, decade in Happy Valley. That they, they, They're going to want to keep their quarterbacks in the pocket, a little bit outside the pocket, but they don't want them taking off a ton and getting hits, pick up yards here and there. And all these guys have that ability to get some valuable yards when needed, kind of like with Drew. Drew's not going to be a guy who's going to outrun everybody. But he has good enough athleticism that he can pick up some valuable yards. And I think that's a good way to describe all these guys as well. Um, So Grunkmeyer, I think right now, is the most – I like a better word – 
likely target here yeah, yeah. out of the three, uh, just because of those factors that we mentioned. And I, I, I think if Penn State pushes for him, they have a very good chance here to land him. Trevor Jackson definitely has interest. I have talked to him uh, recently. I asked him about if he's planning any visits to Penn State. He said yes. Uh, does not sound like there is a visit date set just yet, but I expect mm-hmm. him to be on campus uh, this summer. I was thinking maybe they try to get him in for an unofficial visit for an official visit. I think it probably at this point is going to lean more towards the official visit probably next month. Um, and with them, I, I don't think if, you know, Grunkmeyer commits, I don't think that means Jackson is, you know, out of the picture. Like we right. mentioned, Penn State, I think, wants to take two quarterbacks in this class. Now, at that point, is does Jackson want to – be part of a two quarterback. That's the other thing that you have to manage. You're not only managing that depth chart, but you're managing the, the idea that, Hey, you're not the only quarterback coming in this class. So uh, the depth chart's going to be even deeper by the time you get here. Um, so I, I think that's going to be interesting, but Jackson definitely has mutual interest. A guy who was down at the rivals camp in Miami, I believe it was, uh, and did a really good job run won the quarterback MVP. And there was a lot of good quarterbacks at that camp. Uh, he also is heading to the Elite 11 finals after a really impressive performance uh, at their Florida regional as well. Uh, so this is a guy whose recruitment is or kids recruitment, who's also really taken a big step over the last few weeks because of his performance at the rivals camp at the Elite 11. Uh, his offer list includes Indiana, Pittsburgh, Boston College, Illinois, mm-hmm. Penn State, Texas A&M, West Virginia. A little bit of a heavier offer list compared to Brunkmeyer, uh, but uh, definitely I think one that Penn State has a legitimate shot in if they push. He definitely seems to have mutual interest there. Uh, and I think what Penn State's done at the quarterback position, even though to fans may not have you know always stood out, but you look at what James Franklin's done at that quarterback spot, every guy he's recruited basically has – Wound up having a pretty good college career, and outside Tommy Stevens has ended up in being drafted. Uh, yeah. I, I know, and I'm not saying count Will as that, but I think you know he, he still identified the talent of Will Levis early yeah. on, and yeah, it didn't work out at Penn State, but that talent that he identified went on to be a he ended up in the second round second round draft pick this yeah. this past spring and if he started at Penn State uh, I, I think I still think Will ends up being a draft pick because he wasn't drafted because of necessarily what he done on the field he drafted because of that projectable size and big arm that he had so I, I think Penn State fans shouldn't worry too much about the offer list trust the staff evaluations this is one of the best staffs in the country I think when it comes to identifying that mid T- mid-tier talent that may not have the best offer sheet, but they have the skill set that if you can get it right in the development stage has a chance to be pretty good. Locked on Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for Penn State rivals. Visit happyvalleyinsider.com. That is happyvalleyinsider.com. In this final segment, Dylan, we're going to just bring up a couple more names for Penn State because sure. like you said, I, I completely agree in the fact of I, I trust this staff to to find the diamond in the rough you know it's nice it's fun 
to go get, uh, you know, the Drew Aller of every single quarterback sure. class. I get that. Yeah. In 2025, this is before we even started this conversation, you and I agreed that uh, it's not so much about 2024. It's going to be even more about 2025, yeah. uh, especially if they don't get a quarterback in this cycle. Uh, let's just, and that's that's a really worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. But uh, 2025 becomes all that more important. So let, sure. let's discuss a couple more names and then yeah. figure out when we could expect a, a verbal commitment here to finish things up. Uh, Samaj Jones and Jaden Bradford. I was under the impression that those were the top three, that it was Michael Van Buren, sure. that it was Jones, and that it was Bradford. And, and now those two names that we're going to finish with here last seem to be pivoting, or at least they're not going to end up at Penn State. What it, what it seems like, even though there are some projections for Jones and Bradford, yeah. Uh, to land with the Nittany Lions. But let's start with Jones because he is in state, right? He's yeah. over in the Philly area. Uh, and I've seen him play in person. So I, I like his skill set, uh, but more of a running type of quarterback, right? Sure. Um, yeah. uh, but even, but he can still sling it. So what, yeah, what's your, absolutely. what's your take? What's your take on Jones? Uh, Jones for starters is kind as of, a quarterback. I really love. And, um, and I, and I think some people may think this is a kind of a lazy comparison, but I really do think he compares well to kind of a Jalen Hurts type play style. I mean, I think I see a lot of similarity. They're they're built very similarly, yeah, um, uh, and their skill set is pretty similar as well. I mean, Samaj Jones is a guy who can make things happen a little bit more so than these other quarterbacks with his legs, but he is really uh, he's a really good passer. And I I mean I think there's when I'm looking at him and Van Buren, I think they're pretty close uh, in terms of play style. I think I think what helps Jones in my mind is probably that he's a little bit taller than a Van Buren. Van Buren is on the smaller side, but I, I, Jones I think is a really good quarterback. But that doesn't really matter here. What what's his deal with Penn State? So I know we know he released the top four or five the other month. Uh, Penn State was on that list. He has since scheduled official visits to. Oklahoma, Cincinnati, West Virginia, his other top three and his top four. Uh, and no official visit to Penn State has been set. That is pretty uh, telling. I've, yeah, I've reached out to him. He hasn't really talked much about it. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty telling uh, from whether it's his side or Penn State's side that uh, Penn State may be in his top four, but the interest that he once had in that program or that they once had in him is, is not there anymore. And I think Penn State would still love to have him in this class, uh, but it's certain. I think it's probably more so from his side that maybe he saw that he wasn't, you know, their top guy there. Maybe, maybe he just prefers the other three over Penn State more. But the fact that he has not scheduled an official visit yet, when Penn State, you know, is twenty deep into official visit scheduled, I think at this point already, hmm. is pretty telling that I. If one's going to happen, I'm going to be kind of surprised that it does happen. Uh, and if it does, I think it's more likely to happen this fall than it is in June because I, I just don't, based off what I'm hearing, but also based off what I'm not hearing yeah. uh, when it comes to them, it, it's almost the silence speaks louder at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I, it just, I, I think Joe, their chance of landing Jones is probably gone a little bit to the wayside here. I think he's focusing on those other three schools, which – I think he would fit well at as well. I mean, Cincinnati, West Virginia, uh, Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all three programs that he would fit in pretty nicely and has a chance, I think, to step in and compete at right away. I mean, none of their quarterback situations are uh, 
to the level of Penn State. So maybe it's just that he wants to compete right away. Uh, I've been trying to get in touch with him uh, a little bit and uh, just haven't been able to talk to him a bunch. But at this point, I just would not expect Samaj Jones uh, to be – or Penn State to be a player for Samaj Jones at this point just because that official visit hasn't been scheduled yet. I, I don't think it's going to be, especially when he scheduled those first three uh, right after each other. I mean, it's just it, – it, it, yeah. all the signs are not pointing in the right direction for Penn State there. Jaden Bradford, very interesting recruitment. This is a kid who was one of the top quarterback recruits in the country for uh, for the last few years. And then yeah, yeah. His recruitment has just really slowed down over the last few years. And I unfortunately have not been able to talk to a lot of college coaches about why that is the case. But his recruitment is definitely slowing down, I think, from the, college, the college's side of things and not his side of things. Uh, I mean, you look at his recent offers, and it's, it's not a lot of – big schools at, at this point you're in a recruitment like this you would think it's more of those power five schools who are struggling to find a quarterback throwing out offers to uh try and land that quarterback but it's really uh you know florida atlantic coastal carolina syracuse uh, so i mean syracuse is obviously power five but not mm-hmm. a school that is is going to be competing for five-star quarterbacks or four high four-star quarterbacks uh, so I, I think that's a little bit telling of where colleges may now have Bradford on their board. Perhaps he's a guy who benefits from waiting longer and rises up those boards a little bit more, ends up in a nice spot. But his recruitment has definitely slowed down a little bit. And I just – Penn State hasn't shown much interest, hasn't scheduled an official visit with him uh, recently. So I, I think Bradford's also a guy whose name we can maybe not totally eliminate just yet. But I think it's telling that they've gone out, offered three other quarterbacks, uh, all trying to get those guys on campus pretty quickly. And then Bradford's kind of just sitting out there still. And Dylan, I, you know, as we approach, you know, mid-May towards the end of May here, when are we expecting a a commitment from any of these guys? I know Michael Van Buren had his set for July. Uh, So are we just in general, any of the names, whether it's the first one to go or just kind of the, the, the group of them will commit all around the same time is, is it going to be the end of May? Is it going to be June? Is it going to be July? When, when do you think some of these kids will start picking schools? Yeah, I think I think June. I think we're gonna see uh, Grunkmeyer. I would be shocked if after this week does not schedule an official visit to Penn State. Um, like I said, I think he's the most realistic option right now, um, mm-hmm. or most likely option. So I think I think Grunkmeyer, if he gets an official visit, set, I think there's a good chance he can commit after official visit. Same thing with Jackson. I think his recruitment's a little bit tougher because that offer sheet. You know, you you do got a Texas A&M out there. Mm-hmm. I know Penn State fans. And I know people like myself, I, I have my doubts about that Texas A&M program. I, I think Penn State's definitely the better program right now. Yeah. But it, it's the SEC. It's the SEC. And Texas A&M has SEC and IL money as well. Um, and, and we'll see how, how hard they push for Jackson. But I think if you're Penn State, your goal is to hopefully get a commitment by the end of June. But at the very least, by the end of the summer, uh, I mean, they didn't. They, they, I mean, they they did have quarterback last year, um, and then they got put in a spot where they needed to scramble and find another quarterback, and they got one by the end of the summer, as we all know, in Jackson Smoke, which for for the position they were in was, I think, a very strong pickup for them to say the least. Yep. Um, 
And but I, I also think I like these three quarterbacks a little bit more than I liked Jackson Smollett uh, at this point last year yeah. uh, when he first popped up on our radar. Uh, so I'd say ideally for them, probably by the end of June. Uh, but if they can get one here by the end of the summer, I think they'll be in a good spot. It, it, most of the most of the reason because if, if if it's not Van Buren, you're already kind of a little bit down your board at this point. Um, these are not the guys you're now expecting to step in and maybe compete right away. These are the guys that you think you can develop into something down the road. Yeah, long term, um, right? Exactly. This is more of a long term outlook with these guys and. Like you mentioned that we discussed before coming on, the 2024 recruiting cycle quarterback is an important one, absolutely. But the 2025 guy is going to be uh, the Drew of his class. I mean, that that quarterback has to be a guy that they really believe can be the next, you know, uh, key holder for the program at quarterback. Uh, maybe not a guy you need to step in right away to start because you do have Bo, you're going to have Jackson, you're going to have whoever you bring in in this class. Yeah, but ideally, you're bringing up a really high, high top target quarterback who has really high potential that can step in and compete for day one starting job, or or at least be in a similar similar development route uh, or path as Drew has been uh, in his first two years on campus. I think. Dylan, you are always our top choice when you can commit to this show. I really appreciate the time and going through all, all the quarterbacks, right? Uh, you yeah. you are the man on the ground to to get everything squared away for Penn State, along with uh, you know other Big Ten schools, the the competitors in this yeah. case for the Nittany Lions, uh, and then out there in Oregon State. Again, where can people keep up uh, with you as you continue to cover all the recruiting for Penn State and others? Yeah, keep up me at Rivals Dylan CC on Twitter uh, and uh, at PennStateRivals.com as well. Uh, we have you can see all of Penn State's official visits. You can uh, there, we've had a bunch of free content as well. We mm-hmm. do a free Ask the Experts every couple weeks. Which when when you ask a question in there, it is I mean it is a free for all. If it's about football, if it's about Penn State, Penn State recruiting, we're going to answer it. We. If you want free information, that is the time. We post it on Twitter. We post it everywhere. Come over. You don't even have to sign up for a subscription for that one. Sign up. Ask whatever you want about Penn State recruiting, and we're going to give you an answer. There's not many places out there willing to give you free information every few weeks like that. So definitely get out to PennState.Riles.com. At least sign up for a free subscription. Because even when it's not Ask the Experts over there, if you ask a general question, there's going to be sometimes we may keep, you know, things under the vest, but I, we're very open to answering as many questions as we can, because that's why you guys are coming to your, our site. You want to learn more about Penn State recruiting, and we're going to give that to you one way or the other. Dylan, I appreciate the time. And that was a, you know, definitely a good, that is a good opportunity for people that want to ask specific questions of you. I have mine and I'm glad we get to uh, yeah. have this time to do this, but uh, for for the fans that want to talk to you directly as well, that's a good opportunity. So take them up on that. Uh, but Dylan, I, I'm I'm so glad we can do this periodically and can't wait for our next conversation. Hopefully Penn State gets that quarterback uh, they are looking for. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me, Zach. And uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, doing this again soon.